You're listening to Brigade Radio 1. Hi, everybody. It's Tyson. Thanks for listening. Uh, So this episode is episode 88, as you can see. This is our first attempt to record on Discord. And the sound quality uh, was significantly worse than what you're going to hear. Just keep that in mind. I'd like to apologize for how bad it actually does sound. But um, I I guess, um, you know, we could try Discord again in the future and maybe get a better result. Uh, maybe I just don't know enough at, about how to process it completely, or not process it, but how to keep it um, from sounding terrible. But it does, and again, I apologize. So um, this also has content that was recorded more recently than pretty much anything else that you've heard up to this point, as will the next episode and the episode following that. And then eventually we'll be all caught up, and we might actually be able to get our most current content in relation to when you hear it. I don't know how else to put that. Also, it could be wrong, but it is pretty recent. So you can check the uh, listing on SoundCloud or the description for the recording date. It's right there. And I appreciate your patience throughout this last year or so where uploads have been sparse. But I'm really trying to get back into the swing of things. I've got Succotash shut-in going in. Uh, every other Tuesday I've got one, and there is one coming out every Tuesday. Mark Hershon takes the other ones. Some of you may not know that. I've got episodes of Tyson Sainter Gamer that I've put together, and uh, there are many in the archive. I've had some recently, so please subscribe to my YouTube channel if you haven't already. And, uh, you know, you don't necessarily have to watch my videos, but please subscribe. And, uh, of course, my SoundCloud is www.tysonsainter.com, or just put Tyson Sainter in SoundCloud. All the usual stuff, you know? Hunter says hi. Laura says hi. Jareth says hi. Everybody says hi, and we all say thank you. Um... It's November 4th. There's a banana slug on my Instagram today. The election has just taken place, and there are no final results as of me recording this. By the time the show comes out, which should be Friday or Saturday of this same week, we should know who the uh, president of the United States will be for the theoretically the next four years. So, yay. All right. Be decent to each other. And buy a copy of Hope by Corey Epps and myself. I put a lot of work into that with the music, and so did uh, Corey put a lot of work into getting his performance right. And it would be really nice if you could also check out his music. And Corey Epps is K-O-R-E-Y-E-P-P-S. He's a frequent guest. You can catch him at, on Twitter at HardKBBM. That is capital H-A-R-D, capital K, capital B, capital B, capital M. All right. Again, thank you for listening. Peace. <laughs>
with your hosts, Underblock and Tyson Sander. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Anti-Social Show, the only show where one half of this bad boy is being recorded on Earth 2. I'm Hunter Block, and he's... Tyson Sainer of Earth now, 2. Of Earth 2. Now, the reason why I... Yeah, well, the reason why I mentioned this was... Um, so, last Monday, uh, dear listener, um, Tyson and I were, were messaging or texting, and uh, he told me that he had uploaded a new video on Tyson Saner, uh, Tyson Saner Gamer mm. uh, of, a, of a new game. So I said, okay, I'm going to go check it out, which I did, and I saw the whole uh, goatee thing that's going on with Tyson, which is quite cool, by the way. Oh, thanks. Um, I wasn't prepared for this. So, and it reminded me that I think like going back like two years ago, we had a conversation where... We were talking about our, our, our Earth 2 doppelgangers, and I said that, you know, your your doppelganger had a goatee, and his hair was slicked back, and he was like an <laughs> evil version of you, so that's what I literally thought I was looking at. I mean, like, with everything that's going on right now, I wouldn't, like, dispute the idea that, you know, maybe your doppelganger did come from Earth 2 and took over, you know, and, and sent you to Earth 2, like, you know, Earth 1's Tyson. Is now on Earth two, and Earth two's Tyson is now over here. So, you know, anything's possible. I, I hear what you're saying. So, like the like, perhaps we have like torn a. There's been a uh, hole torn in the fabric of the space time continuum, and we are in a uh, alternate uh, universe as part, as part of a greater multiverse. Correct. Or yeah, sure. if, if you if you really are Earth Two Tyson, maybe you uh, found a way to uh, jump to uh, different multiverses, and you came here secretly and sent our Tyson over to Earth Two, and you came over here just to check things out. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to uh, entirely put that on the shelf yet. So, but no, the the uh, the goatee does look good, dude. I like it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's um, you know, I wear a mask most of the time, so. This part of my face is usually covered. Well, I hear that now. Uh, I we are on. I'm just saying uh, that's that's not like an yeah. ex- explanation as to why I have this. But well, it, maybe, but it does factor in, right? Was yeah. it like something new? Like you wanted to do something like different, or uh, oh, you just decided one day just uh, I got tired of shaving. Well, this this is the thing. So if I don't shave. Uh, on my cheeks, basically, where I would normally. Like, I'd shave everything. But what I notice is if I don't shave for, like, a week or something and just enough stubble grows out, a lot of it grows in white. And as I would be longer between sessions of shaving, um, I noticed that it would grow in dark and kind of a pattern that kind of looked sort of vaguely, like, sinister or Bond villain-esque or something. Like, it's dark here, and then it was white here. So I knew it would come in white on my cheeks, but I was noticing there was still color distinction. I'm like, I, I never really grew this in dark before. So I thought, well, why don't I just see, let's let it grow, you know, and see what happens. Because I, I do have a goatee. I, I've had a goatee on and off throughout my life. Or a Van Dyke, I guess. Uh, specifically. I think I remember the Van Dyke. When we first well, this is a Van had, Dyke. Yes. Um, but you had a goatee and a ponytail. Uh, some years odd back when we uh, first met. That's true. And over the years, you lost the ponytail and, and you went to uh, a clean shaven face. Also true. It, yep. That's it's, also it's, true. Sorry. <laughs> it's nice to see, uh, you know, the goatee looks good, dude. It suits you. I like it. Thank you. Um, it's, I probably won't keep it forever, but, um, you know, I, I just uh, thought I'd t- try and take advantage of um, 
the interesting coloration at this point in my time, you know, until it changes. As soon as how it's well, going to look. Of, uh, speaking of uh, of changes, so some odd years back, if you if anyone out there has been you know watching the Facebook uh, videos that I've been posting on our page, you noticed that I started off with a clean shaven face, and now I have a full go uh, full blown goatee. I've had for the past two years now, and I've almost become like uh, Bob Ross because you know how like for example Bob Ross had like that big old fro deal going on. Yes. He absolutely hated it, but unfortunately, because he became, I don't, I don't want to say he was like an ultra celebrity, but because he was, you know, doing the show, selling, you know, paintings and whatnot, um, they wouldn't let him do anything with that because that was that basically became like his signature trademark was the uh, was the perm deal going on, and I almost feel like that because the wife doesn't want me to shave this off. And so I went to my, I went to my, you know, I went to work and I got a couple of different opinions. I'm like, what do you think? You think I should shave it off? And like, and everyone said no. So I, I, I kind of feel like I'm stuck with this now. I mean, mm. I know I can theoretically shave it off if I wanted to, but now at this point in time, I just, you know, I'm like, yeah, screw it. I guess let's. You know, it's funny is that it's actually quite hard to see at the at the moment because it's um it's it's yeah. very because you're backlit, kind of like I'm side lit. You know, I've got my. Yeah. lamp there. I have an overhead light I could turn on, but um, I just haven't. So so I am in what's now the new and permanent forever home of, this is the studio on my side of the earth, of Anti-Social Show. Yay! Um, this is the new studio, so thank you, thank you. And Tyson, I noticed you got a new uh, recording studio as well. Congratulations. Oh, <laughs> I have my own room, yeah. Yes. Uh, well, the thing about it is, is that this room has a couple of quirks to it that I need to, uh, you know, work out. Like, for example, more permanent lighting, so that I can, you know, uh, have more illumin, uh, illuminance or illuminescence, whatever that word is. I- illumination. Illumination. That's it. Yeah. Yes. So that's what I need. I need to need to have like a, a ceiling mount light. Um, but also, too, I have a fan running in the back because there's also no... This place, this whole house has central AC and heating, but this room does not because this room was uh, a, a porch, a back porch. And the previous owners, I guess, or the previous owners before them, they took and converted this into an actual room. So this now is an actual carpeted room with windows and walls and everything else. It's just that's all they really did to it. Cool. Mm-hmm. Are those your animal skulls? Uh, yes. Yes, in the, uh, in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started uh, putting up stuff. I mean, I went 21 days, I think, with just a basic setup in here, and I said, you know what, today, or rather yesterday, I said, screw what I got, you know, start hanging some stuff on the wall and start putting some life into this place. So. Oh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, so what I've got behind me uh, is actually probably going to change eventually because I... Uh, we have a our first green screen that we put together using PVC pipes and felt and safety pins. Um, I, I transported it over here. I've got to uh, give the the felt a wash, but uh, once that's taken care of, it'll be reconstructing the green screen and sliding it in behind me, and probably also tidying up the frame a bit where I'm at because I will be attempting to put myself in my gaming videos with a you know back in uh, for streaming. And uh, do the old green screen thing. It's like I have a green screen. I just don't use it normally for my gaming because it takes so much time to set up 
the other one that we have. And um, I, I mostly, yeah. I just wanted to create content. <laughs> and I have so much archived at the moment. So the irony is that I ended up with more than I can, uh, that I have time to work on uh, and release all of it. It doesn't matter. It, stuff's coming out at some point. It's, you know, so yeah. No. Didn't you used to use, uh, you used to use green screen back in the day for uh, gaming, right? Content back well, in the day? Yeah, we'd, we'd put it up for Laura. Um, like with Laura, it was, uh, it was for, for gaming outside my comfort zone, her show. Uh, we had it, we had the same green screen that I was I'm describing before we could afford a, um, one with curtain and stands and its own lighting rig and whatnot, um, which was, you know, not that expensive, but like, felt pretty big time. <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, the old felt one works just fine, you know. Anyway, the point, I don't, it, we used to run like, we used to have like a lamp, literally lamp just like at the right angle to, um, to get the even lighting on the, uh, anyway, I don't know if any of this tech talk is, is, um, well, uh, it's necessary. Hmm. Well, probably not, but, you, but considering the fact So, that, yes, you know, is the short answer. Yes, we used to use green screen, but it was her show. <laughs> so. Right, right. Um, well, if you think about it, since we don't really necessarily know who's out there listening to us, uh, you know, I mean, maybe somebody out there does find that, you know, particular technical stuff interesting because maybe they're trying to do something and you just help them out in a big bad way by, you know, describing what it is that you did. Hmm. This way they can duplicate, not not so much like, you know, rip off your show or nothing like that, but, no, no. you know, duplicate the, the green screen so that they can do something similar. So maybe that does help. You know, this is what we're here for. We're, we're here to help the masses in any way possible. I mean, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, and talk about the secret Big Mac sauce, or, you know, but... <laughs> um, the but, secret you know, Big Mac sauce. Yes, yeah, so you know how, like, for example, for years and years and years, uh, the the sauce they used on the Big Mac was, like, a secret. Um, uh, oh, it was just called special sauce. I didn't know it was called secret yeah. sauce. Well, special sauce, the Big Mac sauce, whatever it is. You know, it, might have, you know, it could have been secret sauce, and I didn't know. It was secret sauce, and then became special sauce once it was not a secret what was in it. Right. That, that, well, that's what I mean. Now you can find me. Now you can find me. They, they tell you what the ingredients are, so you can, you know, make it at home or buy it in the restaurant and stuff. I'm just. You just realized I. I, I have forgotten which fast food chain you're talking about. McDonald's. That's what I thought. So, like two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, yeah. and a sesame seed bun. It was. It was special sauce. My bad. Well, it wasn't. Uh, it, but it wasn't that. But it could have been secret sauce, or, or you know, um, could have been. before. Like I was imagining the scenario where it had been at one point. But I just know up to that point, it had it had become. And sometimes companies have to do that. They have to alter their brands, you know, and then they just reincorporate it into their advertising stuff. You know, it's it, they just they I, evolve. You know, I I think I had a uh, 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 Mandela. Uh, effect? Effect, yeah. I think I, I, I experienced the Mandela effect where I thought something was but isn't. <clears throat> and for all I know, yeah, you know what? It 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 is it is the special sauce, not the secret sauce. I don't know why I was thinking secret sauce. I think because for, for the longest time, nobody knew what was in it. Mm-hmm. Even though people had a general idea of what was in it, and it turns out they were just right anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I just experienced the, uh, the Mandela effect. That's all. Okay. Um, it happens. Yeah, two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, and a sesame seed bun. So, you know, stuff just gets in my head sometimes. 
I, I, that's stuck in your head, dude. I mean, did you? I mean, I, clearly, I mean, not that we've ever talked about it, but I don't think you've ever worked for McDonald's, right? No, I did very briefly. I have worked for McDonald's. I worked for a few different fast food places and pizza places. I also worked for buffets, doing dishwashing. I, I worked a lot in the food service industry in the early part of my life. Um, yeah, so like, so yeah, there was, but, but I learned the songs from like the, because they were always advertising on Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> you'd see seriously you'd see like McDonald's commercials all the time so it'd be toys yeah. it would be McDonald's and by the way it was McDonald's land with like the psychedelic imagery and it was not like psychedelic but like the with the fry guys those puppets with the puppets McDonald's land with the puppets you know get Grimace I mean remember original Grimace you know OG Grimace the Hamburglar Hamburglar Robble Robble before his face changed yep. um Birdie you know they they Birdie? Call him over yep. Uh, I remember when they introduced the McNugget puppets, and then this is all like you know, this is all inside. So that's why I also learned the menu song briefly. Like I had, you could, they, there was a sweepstakes involving the menu song, which was Big Mac, McDLT, a quarter pounder with some cheese, filet fish, a hamburger, filet fish, a hamburger, happy meal, and like tasty golden French fries, regular and larger sizes, salad, chef for garden, or chicken salad, Oriental, big big breakfast, savory muffins, hot cakes, and biscuits, maybe. Uh, something, something, sausage, Danish hash brown, two and four dessert, hot apple pies, a Sunday, three varieties, soft syrup cone, three kinds of shake, and chocolate chip cookies, and a drink of Coca Cola, diet coke, and orange drink of Sprite, a coffee decaf, two, low fat milk, and also orange juice. I love McDonald's, good times, great taste, and I get this all at one place. And I, that's I, that wasn't one hundred percent perfect, but that's what I remember of that. You know what that just reminded me of, dude. I mean, aside from the uh, aside from the mid '80s to late '80s, especially around Halloween time when McDonald's dominated with their uh, Halloween commercials and stuff like that, with the the plastic buckets that can double back as like trick or treating bags. At least that was a thing over here on on this side of the earth. But uh, dear listener, going back a couple years ago, Tyson and I had created a a haunted uh, tour, a virtual haunted or audio haunted mm-hmm. tour for your mind. And, you know, we are working on a part two, but in part one, there was a room called TV Room Hell. Oh, yeah, TV Hell. Yeah, TV Hell. That's it. And the dude was uh, there forever. There was a dude in there watching infomercials, and that's just what that reminded me of. Well, by the way, I would like to uh, really clarify. Oh, thank you. Uh, Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's me goes the bottom. I'm loving it or whatever. I'm going to do the thing. Yeah, so TV Hell, real quick. So there's there's a guy named Sam Houses that used to put together video compilations in multiple TVs, and he'd have that room. So it was referred to as TV Hell in that, and it was referred to TV Hell in quotes in the script when I wrote it, because it was basically my way of recollecting what it was I go okay I know what that is it's a room full of TVs TV hell and um, but I did not you know did not create that idea and I'm sure that it's been done in some form over the years but um, probably but they but the the idea of it and also by the way how do you evoke that in an audio way so in the script it's just like you know some guy who's in purgatory or or essentially or or in that state that he was in in the show or in the uh, in the in the walkthrough show. Anyway, my point is, uh, it was all based on various rooms that I remember from the very short time that I was involved with the Pretenders production people who uh, put together that haunted house. And so it was kind of like in the spirit of one of those walkthroughs. And then I just put in a whole bunch of old Hollywood references and whatnot. And because I like old Hollywood references. 
Um, also, by the way, uh, I had a question about... Um, sorry, did you want to say more about the Honda Tour, or... Oh, no, uh, I had one other thing to say, but uh, mm-hmm. go ahead, what was your question? Well, I just had a question about the... Uh, so you are saying earlier when you saw that I had a, a goatee that you'd seen me um, in uh, my new video, the video for the game, the game, the experience, whatever, uh, everything... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, what did what uh, did you think of the game, and what was your experience of uh, the video? I haven't. Uh, I haven't finished watching it yet. Uh-huh. Um, That's fine. It's long. What I, what I, <laughs> yeah. What I what I liked what I liked on it so far. I mean, I like it so far. Um, definitely something that I would play and try. Um, it's a weird. It's a weird fun game. Um, but I, I liked it. Hmm. So. Uh, there's very, I mean, I don't think there's any game that you've ever played that I didn't like or want to try or had, like, a curiosity about. Hmm. Um, so usually, so if you're, if you're just joining us, ladies and gentlemen, um, for the first time, Tyson plays games on his YouTube channel called, uh, Tyson Saner Gamer. Yes. And so usually I'll, I'll, so I watch every single episode and then I determine whether or not I want to play this game and... So in a way, it's good because I get to see the gameplay and, and get to experience it, and then I go purchase it. It was like the same thing with uh, Subnautica, Fortnite, uh, same thing with um, Destroy All Humans, for example. That was the recent one I just downloaded. It's a great game. <clears throat> it is. I've been. I've been. It, it's it, it's addicting. <clears throat> well, it's it's. So tell me more about your Destroy All Humans experience, if you could. Right now, I am unfortunately uh, I haven't been able to play in the past uh, week. But I'm uh, right now I'm, I'm on the level where he has to lure a human from the from the fair uh, back to the to the ship for uh, experimentation or uh, interrogation <laughs> or whatever it is. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, which which character is being lured back? I think isn't it the um, isn't it the uh, the uh, the pageant queen or whatever the uh, Miss the Miss Fair? It is the pageant queen. Yes, I can't remember her. Yes, Miss Rutabaga, Miss Turnip. Who knows? I, yeah, turnip we, Seed, Turnip Seed. I can't remember what it is. I, it was actually is it in a town, Turnip Seed, New Jersey, or something like that? That would be hysterical if it was. Cause I, I, I think one of those towns is supposed to be in New Jersey because New Jersey keeps coming up. It's, it's, Hunter's from New Jersey. For these of you who've never listened before, and also lives in New Jersey. And I, oh, I'm sorry, you live in New Jersey. Are you actually from New Jersey? Because you've lived in different places. Oh yes, yes, hundred percent. So you're for, you're originally from New Jersey and you moved around. Yes. Okay. So New Jersey, of course, is who people who are uh, old old time radio fans will note that War of the Worlds. Uh, the crash uh, was in New Jersey. Famous. Everything happened bad in New Jersey. <laughs> well, I mean, well, well, nothing but trouble, I think, was said in Delaware. Wrong. I can't remember. Or was it in New Jersey? It might have been New Jersey. I don't know. might have been New Jersey. I mean, if, if aliens are going to go someplace, you know, in New Jersey, then it's always southern New Jersey or northern New Jersey for some odd reason. So, but Destroy All Humans, yeah, your experience of it so far is you're pretty early in the game, but um, what do you think of, like, of the... Just tell me about like things you like about it, real quickly. As long as we're you know talking about it, I like the I like the fact that you have a flying UFO and that you can like you know use your laser beam to like you know um, shoot things at with your death ray. Mm-hmm. And I also like the fact that you can use your mind and pop out a human's brain and like you know, levitate <laughs> objects and people and just throw them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Or did you, you're did, in my way. Did you pick up and throw cows? Oh, yes, I did. Yeah, it's one of the missions there. So how hysterically did you laugh when you threw your first cow? Oh, my God, I died laughing, dude, because it was... Because I was, like, I saw you do it, and then, like, but when I actually did it, I was like, this is pretty hysterical, and I'm just... Because, you know, I think one of the... the, the, the aside from, like, picking up the cow and throwing it, which is pretty funny, mm-hmm. one of the more hysterical aspects of this game is when you go and you have to collect human DNA or the, the, you're collecting brains for harvesting, mm-hmm. and the way the body... The body kind of goes like this and does kind of, like, goofy things when... Top of the head explodes. Kind of ragdolls and sort of oh, kind of whips. Yeah. yeah, but sometimes it just sort of collapses and then like kind of like a little extra like surge of as though it's vomiting its brain out its head, which yes. is probably one of the most disgusting things I've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's disgusting. But it's 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 downright hysterical. It is very like funny. It. it is very funny. It is. Yeah. It wouldn't if it were more photorealistic. It would not be funny. It would be horrifying. Although I'll tell you. It would be horrifying the first few times, and then after a while, you'd pr- it would probably be funny again. <laughs> feel like yeah, it would be. <laughs> well, it's 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 definitely because it's not the the, the graphics is not. Let's say if you were to compare it to Alien Isolation, mm. which is a horror, which is a, an alien horror game from the horror the Alien franchise movies. Yeah, much so, less funny. Much less funny. Yes, much, much less funny, but. It's so it's not as real as it, the graphics is not as real as Alien Isolation, obviously, but okay. that's why it's it, it's a fun game. It's fun in its own separate way. You know what I mean? Sure. Where yeah. if you're looking for like a fun time with with aliens and everything, you just play Destroy All Humans. And of course, if you're looking for something like on the edge of your seat, like heart stopping and scary, you would go with Alien Isolation, which I'm also in the middle of playing. So. Huh. So yeah, that's a fun game. So you got well, okay. I haven't played Alien Isolation yet, so I can't ask you how far along you are in it because I don't have a fair um, reference. And I just I just started it. I'm I'm basically on a space station right now, trying to restore power. So it's it's very early in the game. Mm. Um. So yeah, the game everything is uh, going back to that real quick is pretty interesting and also. I do keep saying I'm not sure I should call it a game, but I might as well, because it's called Everything Game. So. Um, it was created by some people who made a game, also, or a person, rather, I, I believe it was one person team, who created a game called um, Mountain, um, okay. which is the experience of being a mountain, I think. I, I have Mountain, I just haven't played it yet, um, or experienced it yet. Anyway, it's, it's different than pretty much any other game that I've done on my channel. Um, I can't think of one that's even similar. Like, mm, I mean, mechanically similar in that it's, you know, you know, it's a third person, essentially. You're guiding something else around rather than seeing it from their perspective. Uh, you know, so... But that's not what I'm talking about. I mean, like, it's not a shooter. It's not a, it's not a roguelike. Uh, it's, it's exploration and observation and finding bits of lectures from Alan Watts uh, <laughs> recorded. Um, there's a great How Did This Get Played episode, which is a podcast or soundcast I frequently listen to, updates every uh, Monday, uh, where they discuss the game Everything with uh, improv comedian uh, John Gabris, who's been okay. on Comic Comedy Bing Bang several times, and also at least one episode of Getting Done With High. Um, 
And it's pretty funny. They've actually they had him on before. He did the uh, Sega Saturn, I think it was, Japan-only release game called Seaman. S-E-A-M-A-N. Seaman. With Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> uh, Mr. Spock. Mr. Spock. Um, yeah. Now, when it comes to gaming, um, when yes. it comes to gaming YouTube channels, um, hmm. And I'm not just saying this because, you know, we're friends for like a hundred years or anything like that, but you would be the one I would, if I, if I had kids, uh, you would be the one I would allow my kids to, to watch. Um, oh, I appreciate well, I have made some kid-friendly content, certainly. Right. Not all of it is. Not all of it is. No, but as far as like, well, as far as like, and, and, and you're going to have to bleep this out, Tyson, I'm sorry, but as far as like, you know, how you talk, for example, like you're not sitting there saying... Oh, you damn pieces of shit, I'm gonna blow your fucking heads off. Blah, 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 you know. Yeah, you're yeah. not, like, screaming you're not loud. There's That's been, true. There's been a couple of different uh, gamers out there on YouTube that, you know, um, just like the language alone, you wouldn't be able to allow your kids to, to you know, to, to watch because of the really colorful language that comes out of their mouth while they're playing the games. I mean, is generally true. I, they, I mean, I generally find it pretty funny, but they don't tend to censor themselves. Like, we can watch Try Guys videos because they censor most of their... Co- well, they have. They don't, yeah, I'd say they both censor most of their content. They, you know, they have bleeps on it. They still say a lot of things, but they'll bleep stuff. I mean, it's because they probably want to get more more audience potential. But yeah, no, I've definitely done kid-friendly content. In fact, I have more kid-friendly content coming. I've got um, a game called Epic Mickey 2, which was free on Xbox uh, within the last year. I can't remember how long it's been. And uh, I always wanted to play Epic Mickey 1, but I didn't have a a Wii, because it was on the Wii. So then they made Epic Mickey 2 from other platforms, including the Xbox 360, and I thought, well, one day I'll play this, and it became free, so I, in fact, have played it. I can tell it's one of those games I'll need to play a lot more in order to get the mechanic down, and also uh, I'll probably have to do a lot of editing unless people want to see long plays. And long plays can be good sometimes, though. It can be, yeah. I mean, it's, it's... It can be, yeah. I've definitely watched long plays before or people playing, like, for, you know... I can't think of what the longest... Probably a Markiplier video. I believe he's done a four-hour video once before. And I don't tend to watch it in one sitting. Then again, combined hours, I've probably watched more Markiplier than anybody else. Uh, I definitely watched a good share of PewDiePie back in the day. And uh, Jacksepticeye I really like. And I think Jacksepticeye and Markiplier are probably neck and neck for the amount of video game... Uh, player watching I've done as far as people on YouTube. Um, also, Kelsey and Peachy K has got some fun content. Um, some BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed player? Buzz, BuzzFeed video? BuzzFeed, I can't remember what the channel is called, but it's multiplayer. BuzzFeed multiplayer. Yeah. She so has some good, uh, not just gameplay stuff, but also some other game related. Uh, uh, content like she uh, did something link related, or she trained like she trained like I feel like link was what it was trained like link or trained. She, she I don't know. She's a, 
I'll, I'll put her information somewhere in the thing. I, I, I couldn't spell her last name if my life depended on it at the moment, and, but I can pronounce it because I've heard her say it. <laughs> Some people have like, like, oh my God! So when it comes to when it comes to me, okay. So dear listener, I just can't um, visualize it well enough to spell it with any confidence. Go ahead, dear listener. When it comes to to me, if you've been now, we've been doing this uh, in October, almost four years now, and so. For every guest that we've had on together, um, Tyson and I, of course, um, I usually I usually uh, request that he introduce the guest because I'm gonna I'm gonna let everybody in on a little phobia of mine. I, I think we've been all together long enough to, to know, or it's for me to say it that that my phobia is that I will bastardize somebody's name and mutilate it so friggin' badly that. It'll just make me look like an asshole. So, uh, yeah, Tyson's gonna have fun with this episode, but so, yeah, but please try and keep it to a minimum from here on out. Yeah, I will. Thank you. So, to, to alleviate my fears and my anxiety, that's why I let Tyson just introduce the guest, and it just sounds better coming from him anyway. Oh, is that why I introduced the guest? Oh, I thought that uh, just, uh, no, I just no, it just and it just sounds better coming from you anyway. So, because you have like that voice that 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 you know. Like, you know, the voice. So, yeah. The voice? Oh, what, the, the announcer thing? What, the what? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like that. You, you just have, like, a, a like an, a, like an awesome announcer's type voice, so it just sounds better. Are, are you speaking of my desperate need to speak every word as clearly as I possibly can and enunciate? And, yeah. As yeah, though my life weird. depended on it? Right. Somebody made an observation that that's basically what Kevin Spacey does. It's like, because, because he speaks very clearly when he's doing his, like, you know, like he had this kind of cadence, like, especially in, like, um, uh, Hurley Burley or Clegary Glenmoss. Um, but they were, they were, the person who was having this conversation was having to kind of, like, de-emphasize the acting um, prowess of Kevin Spacey. Considering how much everybody hates him right now, so yes, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I mm. think not just Kevin Spacey, but unfortunately, a lot of people hate a lot of actors right now. I feel like, well, yeah, I feel like it would be a good time to actually cultivate a Kevin Spacey impression, as long as as long as it wasn't a way of making people like him again, but also, you know, not necessarily rubbing it in, but something that like like we have a very similar register. You know, so it would be a shame not to try and develop something. Um, oh yeah! Like I figured out, um, uh, I was coming, I was working today, and I was, uh, I, 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 came, I came across a phrase, and I started saying it out loud, and I realized I had another impression. I was, um, let's see if I get it. I see, a, <clears throat> excuse me, I see a suit of armor around the world. Then, oh. Does that sound familiar at all? I see a suit of no. Well, it's the delivery. It's, I, I see a suit of armor around the world. See, I might not be doing it right, but it's like that's the thing. It's um, hold on. Um, excuse me. Between the two of us, no, sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, between everybody in this room, who is uh, a wearing a spangly outfit? I've got to remember the line. B not of use. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to like work on the lines, but I think I've got the accent. Uh, I'm zeroing in on the accent. I should say. 
Well, that make that's that's the you know I think that's what makes what makes it is when you when you nail the accent down like perfect. So should I just um, tell you who I thought that was supposed to be? Yes, that's Tony Stark, as played by Robert Downey Jr. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, he's got to sort of excuse me. He's got this way of saying certain things, certain words come out, yes. and, you know, hard sounds. So like when he says, uh, "I see a suit of armor around the world," like he's there's a lot of like suit of armor, suit of armor, suit of armor. Suit of armor. Like he sees certain, you know what I'm saying? He's in certain sounds, like he's got a specific sound to his voice. Anyway. Oh, a good actor, though. Oh, I mean, they, fantastic. They, they, One they, of the best. One of the best. Robert Downey yeah. Jr. is, uh, yeah. Just, you know, I. I I've always said, I mean, yeah. obviously, he, hmm. he has. I, I've always said that, you know, he, um, even though he's Mark, well, even though he's Iron Man, hmm. Iron Man, Tony Stark is. Is um, of course Marvel, but they're, he's kind of like the Bruce Wayne of, of DC mm. in, in a lot of ways. Except, obviously, Batman doesn't have you know a high tech fancy suit that can basically fly him around and do all kinds of cool stuff. But sure, sure, um, doesn't mean that they're not like. So if you were to strip away Batman, strip away Iron Man, they're just a couple of rich guys. So in, mm. in a way, they're if, if they're just being like you know Bruce Wayne, Tony Stark. They're they're kind of the same in a, in a, in a, a lot of ways, except mm. Bruce Wayne is not so much of a playboy as Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, a lot of what a lot of what Bruce Wayne does is basically for show. Yeah, um, you know the the persona, but you know I mean Tony Stark is I, I think more of a I don't want to say he's an introvert. He's definitely like a he's more outgoing. Where Bruce Wayne is very more introverted. He's dark. Well, they, you know, he's broody, you know, he's, like, sure. you know, killed my parents, and now you're, you kick your butt. I can think of, I can think of one specific difference, uh, about them. Okay. Uh, and that's that Bruce Wayne only pretends to get drunk. Yes. Yeah. And where is Tony Stark does get drunk. Because Tony Stark is an alcoholic, so. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he was. He was, he was he was a brilliant alcoholic. Sure, but it was definitely part of his character. It was definitely oh, an yeah. aspect of him that he was that he had an addiction and he had he had emotional flaws and he was, you know, uh, well, of course that's of course Batman also has some addiction and emotional emotional flaws. Um, and he's a detective, so that reminds me that I think Sherlock Holmes supposedly had an addiction to like, injected cocaine, okay. but that might just be a version of him. I don't know if that is canon as far as the Conan Doyle stuff is concerned. You know, I never I never knew, like all the years of my life, I never knew that Sherlock Holmes was addicted to anything until very recently. Right. Well, it's not, yeah, so again, I'm not sh- sure how much of that is canon. I'm just going to have to read as much Sherlock Holmes as I can find uh, and kind of and also, uh, could do research, really. I could just Wikipedia, probably. But, but like, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm saying, like, I mean, I mean I'm not really big into... I mean, I'm not saying that I, I couldn't get into Sherlock Holmes, but um, are there different versions of Sherlock Holmes, depending on the writers, or is basically just they all try to make him as one, like one character, basically, without any cha- uh, changes? Um, this is the thing. Here's what I do know. There is the original Sherlock Holmes character, as created by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. There, okay. is, there are a certain amount 
of stories that were written by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, and those provide the original canon. Most of those books and stories are now in the public domain, which is why they get adapted so much to screen and adapted for TV and whatnot, it's because nobody owns the right to, to me, rights to it anymore, at least most of the stories, I believe. It could be all of them, not sure. Anyway, so there's Arthur Conan Doyle's version of Sherlock Holmes, which is elements of, uh, you'll find them in like uh, the Basil Rathbone Sherlock Holmeses are very similar. Like the ones that are a little more outside the way they've been perceived are like like the Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch. That's more modernized kind of thing. But then again, Sherlock Holmes in the films, which were based on the original books, would modernize in various ways. Even the Basil Rathbone ones would, would modernize. In fact, like the first four Sherlock Holmes films that were made with Basil Rathbone and also I think Nigel Bruce as as Watson, I believe all of the those first four were and I could be wrong on the number, but I'm pretty close to the first ones were like, they were set in the period in which they were written. So like the same period that the Robert Downey Jr. ones are in, those are all, that's the canon period, is that period of time at least. Uh, early Victorian turn of the century kind of thing. So at some point, I don't know how many of these they made. They made, I'm going to say at least two, and it could be more than that. Basil Rathbone and Nigel Bruce actually made, and this was for a different uh, film company, uh, maybe okay. it was Universal. They started making Sherlock Holmes episodes with the same visually Sherlock Holmes, but it was set during World War II because they were being made during World War II. So those were modern for when they were made. But they had the stars from the period pieces in them. Mm-hmm. And there's about 14 of those Nigel Bruce, Basil Rathbone uh Sherlock Holmes films and they're all fantastic I've seen all of them and well I mean I don't know they're all fantastic no they're all pretty good they're all, they're all definitely worth watching most of them aren't very long uh, many of them are only about an hour an hour and ten minutes I uh, think uh, you find most of them on I'll, YouTube I think sorry what no I'll, I'll definitely have to start watching uh, movies anyway um, so but the I, answer I, I, to your question is I mean there are basic stories that are recycled that are based on the Arthur Conan yeah. Doyle ones, and then there are ones that people have written uh, since then. And I would be, I believe, like like there's a movie called The Seven Percent Solution, which is I think where uh, Sherlock Holmes's addiction is uh, talked about, and that one was written by I believe Nicholas Myers, who, as you might recall, directed. Um, Star Trek 2 and 6 B.I. Yeah, I'm doing... Sorry, 6. Well, at least uh, Sherlock Holmes did have an addiction to cocaine. At least he didn't, like, you know, snort some coke and then, like, kind of, like, you know, go beast on everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He could have turned out a lot worse for the work. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like, rough up the suspects. And we'll have a suspect of fun. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying it's it's you know it's it's a really good thing that uh, you know. I mean, listen, I've never, I've never, uh, I mean, I've never seen anybody do coke before, so I don't know. Like, I've always assumed like it made him angry or something like that. So I'm not, you know, I'm just glad he didn't beat anybody up uh, during interrogation. That's all I'm gonna say. Right. Yeah, I imagine coke could make some people angry. It's hard to say. I mean, the movies it usually just makes people arrogant. 
or um, or well, you know, actually, so my favorite portrayals of cocaine in in film are mm. prob- probably uh, Ellis from Die Hard is probably the most notable one. <clears throat> Hans, Bubby, mm. <laughs> that guy. Um, yes, Hart Bachner. Anyway, there's that guy. And- and Tony Montana. And Tony Montana. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. But uh, yeah. Hurley Burley. Everybody in Hurley Burley. Like, especially Sean Penn and uh, Chaz Palminteri. Like, they're... Oh, and Gary Shandling. Wow. Like, everybody in there is doing cocaine. But Sean Penn kind of exemplifies, I think, the main vibe of it. And it seems to everybody... But maybe that's the point. Because he's kind of the focal character. Is, is it everybody who's high on cocaine in that... They have this perception problem where it's like they seem to think everything is about them when it's not. So there's def- so there's when there's defense. So there's a lot of defensiveness happening. There's a lot of like passive aggression. It's intense, uh, but it's great acting, great cast. Like both. It's not only is it it's Sean Penn. It's also I think Robin Wright Penn is in it. So like. Um, yeah, uh, Meg Ryan, Chaz Palminteri, Kevin Spacey again, uh, Anna Paquin, Gary Shandling. I believe I've named everybody. It's, it's a, got a strong cast. It does. Well, it's, it feels like it was based on a play, and it may have been. Uh, David Rabbi, I think was the name. It's, it feels like a mammoth, kind of. And also, I, th- I hope I've named everybody, because there's not very many people in the cast. But they're all terrific, and it's, it clips along, and it's uncomfortable and hilarious at times and just it's um pretty amazing um, um, Gary Shandling is fantastic in it <laughs> you know like really like seriously good I'm sorry go ahead I, no I always I was gonna say I always found that any movie or TV show that can make you feel every single ocean on the spectrum has done its job in a big bad way hmm yeah so that that reminds me, uh, I just recently watched a film uh, was a couple of days ago. Uh, it's an Amazon original called um, Radi- Radioactive. Radioactive, okay. Yeah, it's about Marie Curie. And it uh, stars Rosamund Pike as Marie Curie. And I will have to watch it. It's pretty good. It's based on a graphic novel. Okay. Um... Yeah, and it's got a pretty interesting presentation. Uh, beautifully shot. Um, I could not tell you who any of the other actors in it are, unfortunately, because I cannot remember any of their names, but I know who Rosman Pike is, so, uh, so it's, that's that's my shortcomings, not being able to remember these fine actors' names. Everybody's good in it, it's great in it, you know, it's, all the performances are great. Um, I'll have to, uh, this week I'll have to, uh, to take a look and watch it. And it's historically interesting, is what I wanted to end on. Okay, well, I think that's about all the time we have for Antisocial Show. I'm Tyson Saner. And I'm Hunter Block. Be decent to each other. Absolutely. Peace. Have a good time, folks. 